Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Welcome back to the land of bourbon and bad decisions. This is Relentless Daring, live on Podbean.com and the Podbean app. Um, so, it's been an absolutely amazing day. Here in Missouri, lockdown is unofficially over. Uh, goes into full effect on Monday with people being able to go back to work and all of that. But today is a brilliant day. It's Absolutely beautiful day. I was able to take the uh, kids, went down to the river and let them play around and possibly in a in a parenting fail because, you know, water was still a little high from recent flooding. It's really cold from a lot of uh, rainwater over the last few days, but they got to play and splash around. I got to take my Jeep and splash through the mud. It was worth the uh, 45 minutes of, oh my God, we're going to freeze to death. But no, you look like an idiot. I know, but it was worth it. Um, of course, we kind of got run out, not necessarily from uh, anyone who was, you know, chasing us off because oh, you're not social distancing. That's more along the lines of there's a lot of people showing up to go fishing and it was a really small gravel bar that we were at, so yeah, it just wasn't worth the hassle having to deal with everyone else there. So yeah, we packed up and left. But it was absolutely great. Just so happy that we were able to uh get out there and just have some fun. Just enjoy it. Um I and I know that yeah, the coronavirus is still a thing that's going to be going around. It's ah, Sean and Kim have joined the room. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I started a little late. I got a new computer, thanks to the amazing contributions of listeners like you. I will get to that uh, later into the show. Um, got a new computer. Trying to get everything set up. Got back from Bible study late tonight. Yes, that's another great thing. But the lockdowns ending. We we're for the first time in like five, six weeks, we were able to go to an actual Bible study and have a potluck dinner and just, you know, fellowship with everyone before we, you know, got into uh, the lesson that we were going through. And it was amazing. I was just so happy to be able to do it. But, you know, with everything that's been going on, it was, it was nice. There's a sense of returning to some semblance of normalcy. And it's those little things. Um, you know, next week we're going to be having a belated Passover meal, which if you've never done a Passover meal with, a, you know, a church or, you know, a group you do Bible stay with, you know, we do kind of a, uh, ours is based on the Messianic Jewish tradition. Uh, we 
went to it last year for the first time, and yep, I've seen it talked about on what I think Rugrats. They did a episode where about the Passover, and so yeah, it had like this really, really non-existent knowledge of it whatsoever. But you know, but being able to actually go to it, participate in it, you know. It was neat, and, you know, we're happy to do it again uh, this year. We were hoping to do it, you know, at Easter time, but, eh, obviously uh, some stupid some stupid bug had ruined all that for us. But, I don't know, just feeling something that resembles normal again, even if you know, not everything is 100% back in effect, I don't know, it's just awesome for me. It's it's always those little things. You know, I want to be able to go to a, you know, restaurant and be able to sit down and have dinner with my wife. You know, hopefully that's sooner rather than later. But, you know, I just look forward to being able to do all that. But, as any, anyways, yeah, after getting... You know, a little personal trip there. We're going to take a look. Uh, randomness has been going on in the news. Um, so, we all know last week, you know, the whole terror read, I was, uh, I was sexually assaulted by Joe Biden thing came out. And I try to maintain some level of consistency on that. And... You know, with with the whole Brett Kavanaugh thing, it's like, ooh, that's not good. Uh, can we uh, have some investigations, look into it? You know, I mean, if he actually did it, we don't want him sitting on the Supreme Court, do we? And so it was done. The investigations were done, and, you know, the very, very dramatic... Uh, uh, Senate hearings were held, and while she tells a compelling story, there was no one who was able to corroborate any of it. There's obviously, after, what, 40 years, there's no evident, physical evidence to prove it happened. It's her word versus his. And despite having a compelling story, and that's, all she had, he had, I mean, he has equally compelling defense of, yeah, I was a kid and we went to these parties and we drank, but I never did that. I never got blackout drunk where I would just lay my hands on people. And, and giving the benefit of the doubt based on testimony... I have to lean towards uh, Justice Kavanaugh, but in this case, an incredibly compelling and just mortifying story of being pinned against the wall and having him reach under her skirt and not going to go into that because it just hurts my brain to think about, but her story is then corroborated. 
her story, you know, um, by multiple people. Um, you know, two former, two former neighbors had she told the story within, I think, two or three years of it happening. You know, once was in discussion of, you know, one neighbor talking about her being herself being a victim of a sexual assault, and that caused Tara Reed to bring up her story. Um, short, at some point after, shortly after it happened, uh, she had told her mother and her mother called into Larry King live and, oh, wow, uh, that's just, oh, that's just a rumor. It didn't happen. Somebody from some unknown journalist website, journalism website, went and did the research, started going through, uh, CNN's uh, catalog on YouTube, and they found the uh, August 1993 show that she called into. And then magically, it, CNN just memory hold it right off of YouTube. Huh? Isn't isn't that isn't that peculiar? Hmm. Yeah, news story, Sean Hurst, it was 26 years ago. Yeah, um, it was 26. I'm just kind of rounding. I'm not, I'm not trying to be dismissive of anything, but I'm just rounding that it's, you know, 30 years. And it, it's still, a, you know, a long time ago. And so Joe Biden came out and officially denied anything happening and I mean what did everyone think the the uh, prospective uh, nominee for the Democratic presidential ticket is going to say is he going to come out and say ah, yeah oh that's uh, toast my bad bro yeah, I'm sorry. I I was I was high on power. I mean, it was 1993, and you know the we had control of the Senate, and yeah, I was working on you know getting this uh, this criminal justice reform bill passed, and just tripping on power. I thought I could do whatever I want, and I I totally totally screwed that one up. My bad. No, hell no, he's not going to say that. Of course, he's going to come out and protect his own skin. I mean, Bill Clinton stood up on national TV at the podium in the green room of the White House. He did the little thumb pointing thing, so you knew he was being honest. He knew he was being forthright. I did not have sexual relations with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. Now, leave me alone. I've got to go do the people's work. That's why I'm here. But... Then turned you wait a few couple weeks and suddenly the dress appears that ooh, that's I'm pretty sure we can link Miss President Clinton to the stains on that dress. And then he has to come out with Hillary at his side. And Admit, yes, I did have relations with Ms. Lewinsky. 
And it's just like, come on, just because the guy is running for president and he says he didn't do it doesn't necessarily mean he's being honest and forthright when he says, I didn't do it. I mean, Dennis Rader. He was just, you know, he was a uh, longtime uh, pillar of his community. And in Kansas, when he was arrested as the BTK killer, I mean, just because a person is in a position of, well, a position of respect and dignity doesn't mean they're necessarily a respectful or dignified person. I mean, look at, look at Hollywood. I mean. You know, for years, it's been a just a cesspool of producers and directors who, oh, you want to you want to part in my movie? All right. Come. Uh, I got a spot for you right over there on the casting couch. You know what to do. I mean, Roman Polanski. Does that ring a bell with anyone? Guy who was convicted of drugging and raping a. 12-year-old in a hot tub? I mean, and then on top of it, what does he do? Oh, I've been convicted. Um, Yeah, I'm going to Switzerland where they don't have an extradition treaty with the United States. Bye-bye. So, but if we turn around and look at Joe Biden and we, you know, denounce or not denounce not denounce I'm that's a little harsh if we're skeptical of his uh, of his denial <gasps> you don't believe in due process <gasps> neither do you I mean we, we the same people who are coming out and saying that oh well Joe Biden should have his due process he should have his day in court he should have hearings and blah 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 these are the same people who wanted to deny the very same things to pretty much everyone ever accused of doing anything inappropriate with a woman. I mean, Chris Matthews was forced to retire from MSNBC over it. That should say something to you right there. And that wasn't that long ago. I, I bet Chris Matthews is sitting back home with his tingling leg going, huh, well, maybe I should have just come out and denied it. I might have kept my job. Eh, who knows? I mean, Harvey Weinstein was excoriated in the press. Um, comedian John Christ, the Christian comedian, you know, being forced to issue a, you know, this big mea culpa, you know, and talk about his sex addiction because of a failed affair with some with some woman. I mean, I'm not. Yeah, uh, Kim uh, in the chat box talking about uh, Louis C.K. Yeah, Louis C.K. That's the dumbest one of all. 
because they were willing participants. I mean, was it gross and nasty? It's like, hey, can I, uh, can I uh, invite you up to my room and have you watch while I, you know, flog the bishop? Uh, you gross. But the same time, they didn't have the agency to go. Mm, no, no. Sorry, bro. I'm out on that one. I mean, we, we've been through cancel culture for so long and that suddenly when the guy that they love, the guy they respect, the guy that they they don't want that they want to unseat Donald Trump. He has it come out against him. And keep in mind, was it seven years ago? There was, I may think it was seven years ago, but relatively recently, there was a book that had come out with several women talking about laying out accusations of the bullcrap that, you know, Joe Biden had been doing for years. Uh, talking, you know, talking about female secret service agents, you know, who were forced to stay in and, you know, stay at the pool and, you know, watch over it while he was swimming laps naked. I mean, yeah. Video evidence of him placing hands on women, on wives of his fellow senators, or even as the vice president, you know, members of the Senate who are coming in to be sworn in. The really creepy video of him getting right up in the ear of Senator Chris Coons' daughter. And it's just like, ew, that's so disgusting. It's like, what was he whispering to Chris Coons' daughter? I mean... Uh, there's a, a recent accusation that's come out that when a girl was 14 years old, uh, he commented on, you know, whispered in her ear at one of these uh, events where asked how old she was and I'm 14. Well, you're really well endowed for a 14-year-old. Gross! What kind of 67... 67- 56-year-old man is telling a 14-year-old how big her boobs are. That's disgusting. But but he gets a pass because he's the man who could beat Donald Trump. And I'm no Cheeto Jesus saves, you know, you know, MAGA cult member, nor am I Orange Man Bad. And I've I've openly had this conversation on the Twitters that, yeah, 2016, during that election, um, when I filled out that absentee ballot in Afghanistan, the the who do you want to be president box, I left that one blank. I didn't even, I didn't even write in who I wanted. That is how disgusted with the field I was. And, yeah, there's some stuff Donald Trump has seriously screwed up on. 
tariffs. I'm not a fan of the tariffs. I think they're a horrible idea. However, I do believe it did re-leverage um, our trade negotiations against you know some of our bigger uh, bigger offenders, China, uh, India, other places in Southeast Asia, pulled out of TPP. And yeah, so I think it worked in a tactical sense, but a lot of the uh, tax cuts that he gave the American people, yeah, they were absorbed. They were absorbed by by all those tariffs that were being put back on us by other countries and in higher prices on goods that we were paying because, oh, we're charging China 25% tariff on X, Y, and Z product, X, Y, Z materials. But um, the bump stock ban, I think bump stock ban is as unconstitutional as saying, yeah, you can you can have whatever gun you want. You can have whatever size magazine you want. But you can only buy this specific type of ammunition or you can buy whatever ammo you want but this specific type of ammunition. Wait. How is having a round that is less than lethal the only thing that I can buy not unconstitutional? I mean, how how many how many beanbags do I need to put into a dude's chest with a shotgun to get him to stop? The answer is one because if you've been hit by a, uh, a beanbag out of a shotgun. Unless you're high on bath salts or PCP or some other uh, crazy psychotropic drug that's going to absolutely screw you up. Yeah, one of those is going to drop you. You place it right in the place it right in the head or the throat. It might be a lethal shot, but eh, neither hither nor yawn. Um, you know, this is a. The bump stock ban, I thought, was a huge failure on uh, on Trump's part. But you look at the good things he's done. Um, he has reorganized courts for the next 15 years or longer. Courts that were incredibly, incredibly left leaning are now more central are now more centrist because he's brought balance to it. There's other courts that he's brought more right-leaning and and those are good um you know gorsuch on the supreme court excellent pick kavanaugh uh, i don't trust a judge who says a previous decision is more important than weighing it against the constitution don't trust a judge who says that and the way Kavanaugh just seemed to gush over the concept of stare decisis during his uh, during his confirmation hearings confirmed what I need to know about him. He doesn't necessarily care about the Constitution, but what did the previous decision say? You know, 
under under stare decisis, um, if that should be how we decide cases, well, we have to throw out Brown versus Board of Education because it runs counter to the concept of Plessy versus Ferguson. Plessy versus Ferguson being separate, you know, where we get separate but equal as far as uh, civil rights go. But Board of Education pretty much just destroyed Plessy v. Ferguson. Oh, well, uh, according to stare decisis, Plessy v. Ferguson is the law of the land. That's the way we have to go. Uh, No. Or the Korematsu decision. You know, that was ruled constitutional, so... I guess if the federal government wants to start rounding up all of these people who may or may not have been exposed to uh, coronavirus and put them into an encampment, yeah, sure, why not? It worked for uh, it wor- worked for Roosevelt during World War II with all the Japanese. Which, speaking of that, I saw an interesting uh, tweet. Well, it was a screenshot of a tweet, so it, it may have been fraudulent. But, you know, you can believe everything you read on the Internet. I mean, come on. Am I right? No one has ever put anything fake on the Internet ever in the history of the Internet ever since the day that Mr. Al Gore told DARPA to make it available to everybody. But it was a uh, a possibly doctored tweet from George Takei, you know, Lovingly known as Mr. Sulu to longtime fans of Star Trek, the original series. Talking about how well, all these people who, uh, I, I don't have the tweet in front of me, I'm going to kind of paraphrase it here. But he was talking about how, oh, all these protesters want to uh, open up and uh, open up and go back to work. All right, we'll let them be, uh, so, okay, we'll let them be the red shirts. You know, implying that, oh, just like in Star Trek, they'll be the first ones to go out and the red shirts always die. Well, let me tell you, uh, Mr. Sulu, uh, there's one red shirt you can never kill. That was Mr. Scott because Scotty is the man. And I have been playing Mr. Scott for the last what, six weeks that everything's been shut down? Because I've been going to work at my job that keeps this show on the air for the last six weeks, every day, five, yeah, sometimes six days a week. I'm not worried about a stupid virus as these, uh, as all these, uh, as all these uh, serological studies are coming back, oh well, they they have a three percent uh, they've got a three percent false positive rate. Well, okay, if it's a three percent false positive rate, then how come every every one is trending the same direction, with more people having been exposed to the stupid virus than previously thought? Yeah, there's a little sidebar com- conversation between Kim and Sean here. Kim saying, oh, good old Al said he also invented the Internet. He, yes, I... And then 
Sean said, I heard the same thing many years ago. Military invented the internet. Yep. That's the uh, actual case. So like I said, I did reference DARPA, the defense something, something, something research agency. I, I don't remember what DARPA stands for anymore. All I know is it's there running in the background being the source of many, 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 many great conspiracy theories over the years. God bless DARPA. Ah, they gave us such such great things, like the interwebs. But, yeah, all this stuff going on. But yeah, one of the things that had popped up was that I saw a tweet from uh, David Axelrod. Oh, David Axelrod talking about, you know, Oh well, when when you know we nominated or when we picked Joe Biden to be the vice president for, under Obama and to be his running mate, we scoured through all of his all of his records, and there was never anything to indicate he ever did such a horrible thing. Well, that's. Kind of, kind of true. As uh, Fox News has stories, it's actually an AP story uh, about all this. Tara Reid, the former Senate staffer who alleges Joe Biden sexually assaulted her 27 years ago, says she filed a limited report with a congressional personnel office that did not explicitly accuse him of sexual assault or harassment. Well, that may be true, but so okay. There's a complaint that doesn't specifically say it. But wait, but David Axelrod said, "Yeah, I know what David Axelrod said." David Axelrod hasn't always necessarily been known as an honest broker amongst the political realm. Quote, I remember talking about him wanting me to serve drinks because he liked my legs and thought I was pretty and it made me uncomfortable, end quote. Reed said in, said in an interview on Friday with the AP, quote, I know that I was too scared to write about the sexual assault, end quote. Reed said she described her issues with Biden, but the main word I used, and, and I know I didn't use sexual harassment, I used uncomfortable and I remember retaliation. So, Again, it's been 27 years since she filed this limited complaint. So, I, unless she has a copy of it lying around, I can't necessarily say I blame her for not remembering the exact verbiage she used. Uh, Reed described the report after the AP discovered additional transcripts and notes from its interviews with Reed last year in which she says she, quote, chickened out, end quote, after going to the Senate Personnel Office. The AP interviewed Reed in 2019 after she accused Biden of uncomfortable and inappropriate touching. She did not raise allegations of sexual assault against President and against Biden until this year, around the time he became the presumptive Democratic presidential nominee. Uh, the existence of the Senate report has become a key element of the accusations against Biden, which he has flatly denied. Reed says she doesn't have a copy of the report, and Biden said Friday that he is not aware that any complaint against him exists. Senate, he asked Senate and National Archives of Research Records to try to find a complaint from Reed. But Reed suggested that even if the result, 
the report surfaced, it would not corroborate her assault allegations because she chose not to detail them at the time. And is a perfectly responsible uh, thing for her to not do. And and I say that, you know, because who wouldn't be worried that a senator is going to um, to retaliate? I would be I would be concerned, one hundred percent, because, and I would understand wanting to uh, make sure that you know you got it put on the record that things were happening, but maybe uh, if if you're concerned that. It could cost you your job as a staffer. Well, I, I want to put down in the record that he's doing these things. But I I don't want to lose my job, so I don't want to go to the full extent of what's happening. And it, it, it's understandable. I, I'm not saying I condone it, but I understand why she wouldn't want to, you know, go out there with that and then you know another person of great honor and reputation and dignity Eric Holder hold on I'm I'm, still on. I'm, I'm, I'm letting you stifle your laughter hold on I know I'm full of all kinds of jokes today it's crazy so so Eric Holder has come out uh, earlier today, and well, actually, this is Friday night with uh, Bill Maher, and defends Biden. He says the allegation is inconsistent with the person who I've come to know. Former Obama administration attorney general Eric Holder defended presumptive Democratic nominee Joe Biden on Friday night, saying that an allegation of sexual assault against the former vice president is Inconsistent with the person who I've come to know. Uh, HBO's Bill Maher welcomed Holder to his show, Real Time, to discuss the allegation hours after Biden denied the claims in an interview on in blah, 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 blah. I cannot speak tonight. In an interview on NMSNBC. Biden's interview on Morning Joe marked the first time he addressed Tara Reid's allegation that he sexually assaulted her when she was a Senate staffer in 1993. She first raised the allegation in March. A couple months ago, an allegation was made against Biden, a sexual allegation from someone named Tara Reid. I thought it was the chick in Sharknado, but it's a completely different one. Mayor joked, introducing Holder, referencing actress Tara Reid. Apparently, Eric is blind because there are tons of pictures of Biden doing inappropriate touching and sniffing. I, yes, that is true. But I mean, who... Maybe they just have really, really, like, soft, like, yeah, almost like a chiffon dress, you know, just, you know, or a velvety dress. You know, he just, you know, you can't help but feel. Maybe they have the, maybe he just playing a game and he's guessing, guessing the shampoo they use. I, I, why do you have to make why do you have to make it so awful and like painting him as the bad guy, Kim? Why? That's that's just rude. 
<laughs> and I got her to lull. Uh, do, 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 do. Uh, Holder responded, At first I thought it was ridiculous and it would go away and nobody would pay any attention to it. But it's being paid attention to. I was wondering if, if you can... Sh- oh no, this is, uh, this is still Bill Maher. <laughs> Who cares? I, well, I, I do care because I don't want to attribute the quote to the wrong person, and that just makes me look like I'm bad at doing this. But then again, I've been doing this for only about a year, so I'm probably not that good. At first, I thought it was ridiculous and it would go away, and nobody would pay any attention to it, but it's being paid attention to. I was wondering if you can share your thoughts, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Holder responded by drawing comparisons similar to allegations made against Trump. Quote, The people who are trying to fan this thing are the very people who support Donald Trump and, of course, who said nothing about the allegations that have been raised. I think very credibly against Trump over a long period of time. End quote. But, you know, the, one of the problems, though, again, it's... Yeah, I do believe there are people who are blowing off the Trump allegations. I mean, if Trump paid off people, it doesn't necessarily mean he's guilty. He just want it could very well mean he just wants it to go away. I'm not trying to play any kind of devil's advocate here. Just it happens a lot in big business. Oh, um, I'm being accused of something I didn't do, but I want it to go away. So I'll just pay a pay a settlement, have him sign an NDA. And again, it's not just Trump. I, the false equivalency. Uh, sneaky Elbow. Uh, welcome, to the sh- welcome to the show, Sneaky Elbow. You're new. I'm glad to see someone new in here. That's awesome. Uh, sneaky Elbow says, Joe Biden is like your creepy old uncle. He's always hanging around, and everyone just pretends that his behavior is normal. Yeah, that's pretty much what's going on. It's kind of like um, the same problem when it comes to his obvious uh, mental slowdown. Well, with, without wanting to try leveling charges of, you know, no, maybe maybe he has dementia saying it. Maybe he just his brain's just slowing down, and you know, every now and then he has to stop uh, while listening to Hillary Clinton and take a nap. Which, if you've ever heard Hillary Clinton speak about anything, how you can sleep through it, it's like trying to sleep through, you know, fingernails on a chalkboard. It's awful. But, you know, it, it, it's one of those things. But, anyways, uh, back to Holder. I mean, all these allegations have to be taken seriously. People who raise them should be treated sensitively. And, yes, again, that is something that Eric Holder is saying that I 100% agree with. They should be handled in a sensitive manner. They should be taken seriously, not necessarily believed, not taken at face value, but, ooh, yeah, we should look into that. Do the investigation. If they find that there's enough evidence to say, yes, he did it, Put the evidence out there. There's not. There's enough evidence to, you know, make it look like you paid 
two stuntmen to go go to the crafty beaver and buy some rope and bleach and a red hat and make it look like they beat you up. Release that information. Oh, did, did I just make a Jesse Smollett reference? Ah, dang it. Ah, that crap. That happens. Sorry. My brain just kind of wanders. It goes wherever it wants. A uh, former Obama administration official added later that, quote, what has been described is inconsistent with the person who I've come to know and who I've worked with, end quote. Well, you know, I'm pretty sure people who went to law school with Ted Bundy heard the charges against Ted Bundy, and they said the same thing. What? That's not the Ted that we knew. I mean, I, w- I would say the something about Ted Kaczynski, but... When his manifesto was published, his sister-in-law recognized the rantings and writing style, and yeah, this is the cra- this is my crazy brother Ted. Uh, Sneaky elbow says there's often cases where these allegations can't really be proven one way or the other. Yes, that was the third option I was, I was going to get to. Thank you for prompting me, because again. My brain is like a uh, it's like a bottle rocket without a stick. You never know where it's going to go. And then it's eventually going to blow up. And uh, hopefully it's not the middle of a crowd of people. But, you know, those things are fun to watch, too. People scatter everywhere. It's awesome. Um, but, yeah, because as Joe Biden himself pointed out during uh, Clarence Thomas's uh Supreme Court uh, nomination hearings, confirmation hearings, when the FBI held up his uh, held up his confirmation to investigate uh, the allegations against him, and you know Clarence Thomas said, "Yeah, I I want the the results of the investigation to be known," and Joe Biden held up the results. You wouldn't like it because it's inconclusive. It doesn't say one way or the other if it did or did not happen. They just said there's an accusation, and here's what we can tell. So, I mean, where do we go from here? I, I really don't know other than to, you know, conduct the investigation. If there's a preponderance of, a, a, there's a preponderance of evidence that says, it's possible this could have happened. Let us know. If the investigation says, well, based on the preponderance of evidence, this couldn't have happened. Let the let the chips fall where they may. But it's really hard to think that a uh, a longtime uh, staffer of Joe Biden, a Democrat, a very active Democrat, would come out and hurt the person who she want, who she should be wanting to root for. Granted, she's a she was a Bernie supporter, but you you look at what she's done with her life since these uh, this allegedly happened. What are the allegations against Biden? What did he supposedly do exactly? Well, aside from uh, all the pictures of the hair sniffing and the groping, uh, former 
Biden staffer, Tara Reid, accuses him of, you know, you know, talking about how she served drinks because she has really nice legs. And that's allegedly on a uh, on a report that, you know, Joe Biden has asked the uh, the Senate and the Library of Congress to look into. But he's also stands accused of pinning her up against the wall when she went to deliver a gym bag full of clothes. Um, oh, yeah. Push her up uh, against the wall with the gym bag full of clothes, fondling her, groping her, and reaching under her skirt and uh, uh, Russian hands and Roman fingers. Put it to you that way. Um, and as far as anything criminality goes, that is so far past the uh, statute limitations that even if they were to find an old security tape that saw him, yeah, actual digital, yes, that's what, that's the allegation. But, you know, it's so far past the, uh, you know, statute of limitations, even if they were to find smoking gun evidence of an old security tape. I mean, I'm sure 1993 VHS, I'm sure it's grainy and, oh, well, uh, yeah, it matches uh, the details of her story, but you, you just can't identify who it is. And I don't know. Did he do it? There, there's a part of me deep down, like the, like amongst living somewhere amongst my baser instincts. Um, that want to say, yeah, he did it. But if the rational part of me that wants to, uh, the rational part of me that wants to, you know, be consistent and well, let it go or not let it go, but, you know, investigate to see where the chips fall. It's really hard not to you know, to keep that one in control. I mean, the idea of, oh, man, all that self-righteous hemming and hawing and, you know, all women should be believed, blah, 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 that Joe Biden was putting out and that all these crazy people like uh, Alyssa Milano was putting out for the last two and a half, three years. You know, look at it. They're, they're, their favorite person in the world. Look at him. Ha. Huh? He, he's going to fall to this. Oh, maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe with this on top of, you know, falling asleep while playing uh, Hillary Clinton's endorsement of him. You know, maybe when uh, the Democrat convention gets here. Uh, yeah, about voting for Joe. Um, yeah, we're, we're, we, we can't support him now. He's just kind of. He's too out there. Maybe. And maybe they go with someone else. Maybe, you know, maybe Andrew Cuomo in New York, who says that he hasn't been, you know, angling for, you know, trying to trying to get in on a broker convention. Maybe he suddenly maybe he suddenly steps up. Maybe the Democratic Party decides they're finally going to get their girl Hillary in and 
just get where where they've been wanting to for the past however long. You know, then we have, you know, Trump, Hillary, round two. So hopefully it's, which I, frankly, I just don't see that one happening because the Hillary likability factor is just so damn low. I Even Bill Clinton doesn't like her, and he's been married to her for the past 50 years. I mean, why why would they want a result? I'm sure they'll find someone much more personable, able to uh, just drop people in and make you make make them like you. But I don't know. It's just it's a lot of insanity right now, and I just really don't know what where to go on it. But um, the uh, sneaky elbow. Um, they have to clean this up because I keep my show as PG thirteen as possible. Screw Hillary. I wish Bernie won. That would have been a fun show. To, I mm, I don't know. I mean. Yeah, it would have been nice to see someone who's a blatant capitalist, although a crony capitalist, going against a uh, <laughs> sneaky elbow. Apologizes for the f bomb. It's cool, bro. At fortunately, I do as scatterbrained as I am while doing this. I at least have enough cognizance to go. <laughs> I have enough cognizance not just to read without uh, read what pops up there without double checking first. Ah, hey, the chat box is the chat box. I can clean up anything that ends up there. Don't worry about behaving. It's really, it's all on me on my end. So, y'all just have fun. And I'm sure there's people who's going to listen to this uh, later at the podcast and go, wow, he really does interact a lot with that chat box. Yeah, it, it. some, sometimes the chat box is really good for keeping me on track because, I mean, oh, look, squirrel. That's my mind. And so I I think I've gone on uh, two stream of consciousness. I'm starting on this topic, and now I'm off in the weeds, chasing a rabbit, following the trail back around, and I'm back on the topic. But, um... Amongst all the craziness, though, that is being underreported is that with all the coronavirus stuff, all the uh, Joe Biden being just gropey Joe. Um, so a poll that came out yesterday. Gallup, Trump surges to approval high, best ever okay from independence. Ah, one one of the uh, Trump train folks just jumped on here and Trump 2020. Yeah, he 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 has he has gone out of his way to earn my vote this time around. So anyways, do to do uh President Trump's roller coaster approval ratings are back to their all-time high this time thanks to record support from independents, a group he needs to win re-election but has struggled with. Ah and it's got the numbers here. This is Gallup. This is a poll taken over two weeks, April 14th through 28th. 
Trump approval is at plus 49%, which is up six points. And Trump disapproval is down to 47%, down seven points. Uh, the latest Gallup survey found that Trump that 49% of adults approved President Tr- of the president's job, up from 43 two weeks ago. Trump has never crossed 49% in the Gallup survey. Uh, this The pop came despite crushing media criticism of his fight against coronavirus and the push to reopen the economy. I think the push to reopen the economy is what's really drawing in the independence. But it also came as the stock market was signaling support, and many in the United States joined with his call to get the country back to work. Trump campaigned Trump campaign deputy press section. Oh my God, it's a mouthful. I do not want to see her business card. Sarah Matthews told Secrets, quote, Americans want to see their president out front leading at a time of crisis, and that's exactly what President Trump is doing. He understands these are challenging times for the American people, which is why he has left no stone unturned and unleashed an unprecedented whole of America approach to defeat this virus, unquote. Helping Trump, said, said Gallup, was the support of independents. Quote, Most of the variation in Trump's recent job approval rating is among independents. In the current poll, 47% of independents approve of the job he is doing as president, the highest Gallup has measured for the group to date. 93% of Republicans and a whopping 8% of Democrats approve of the, Trump, of the job Trump is doing. Uh, the polling outfit put the Trump approval rating turnaround in a story about America's split opinion on his handling of the coronavirus effort. For that, 50% approve, 48% disapprove. But, I mean, it's, it's turning around. And it, despite our unemployment numbers going through the roof in an amazingly short amount of time, the economy tanking, a, a pandemic with a very controversial handling. I honestly think, un, unless Trump does something absolutely and completely asinine, outside what is n- the normal ability for him to do things that are completely asinine, I, I don't see how he loses re-election. I, I don't, uh, especially when you have ind- independents who are more often than not likely to lean left because of, uh, not necessarily because of fiscal issues, but because of social issues. If you're starting to win the majority of the, of the independent vote, you're really setting yourself up. Um, I know Justin Amash, uh, the now libertarian uh, congressman from Michigan has come out, and he's running, thrown his hat in for the uh, Libertarian Party uh, nomination. Which, okay, maybe he gets it at their uh, at their convention. I don't know, but a lot of people are coming out thinking he he could possibly be a spoiler and taking votes away from Trump. I just don't see that happening. Um, there's so many people who are so in the bag for Donald Trump that they view uh, people like Amash, Joe Walsh, um, that one guy from Maryland, Bill Weld, yeah, that guy. 
um, they they view them as traitors to the party because <gasps> how dare they speak against the Tito Jesus? And it's like, dude, calm down. People are allowed to think freely. Last time I checked, we tried to actually have diversity of ideas amongst the Republicans as opposed to those crazy socialists over there in the Democrat tent. All right, see, Trump train 2020 says, when Trump answered the does a president deserve re-election question, that was Trump handling the press as finest. If he keeps that up, he's golden. Yeah, and that's that's true. Um, yeah, it would that was possibly the dumbest question I've ever heard asked of a president. Um, we you we have years where more people die of the flu than we lost in all of Vietnam. But oh, uh, excuse me, uh, President Obama. Uh, we had more people die of the flu this year than from than in all of uh, the Vietnam War. Do you think you should be reelected? I mean, where in the world, where in the world does anyone get off asking that question? Last time I checked, the soldiers who died in Vietnam, they were sent there by either JFK or LBJ and brought home by Nixon. Though, I mean, they were sent there to die to risk their life by the president. If I want to go out and go to work and risk getting sick and dying from a stupid virus, that's not the president sending me out there. That's my own choice. No one else is going to be responsible for my choice other than me. All right. I have really gone over. Uh, it didn't help that I didn't take a break halfway through. That's because um, my my uh, iPad had died, and therefore uh, all my bump music died. So, so um, hopefully it's got enough to get me through the last three or four minutes here. Again, to everyone who's listening to the show live, thank you so very much. Appreciate it greatly. If you are listening to it on podcast, I want, especially if you listen on Apple, I want you to do four little things if you listen on Apple. Number one, subscribe. Get that notification whenever this thing, uh, you know, pops up either sometime in the middle of the night or, you know, sometime tomorrow morning, depending on how industrious I'm feeling when I get done recording. And, you know, so subscribe, you get notification. Number two, thing number two, once you do, go ahead and give me that five-star rating. The more five-star ratings I get, the more it affects the algorithm and finding more people who might like this show. Third thing, leave a nice review. I mean, I'm not asking for, you know, a New York Times glowing review. Just, you know, hey, he does a good job. We like what he has to say. He's kind of entertaining when he wants to be. You know, something like that. You know, that way when someone sees, oh, Apple thinks I might like this. Let's see what the listeners say. You know, they can go through and read and, you know, get an idea of what people listening to it think. So, you know, that, that's also a big help. And number four, last thing I want you to do, share the podcast with someone you like. You know, hit that share function, you know, text them a link to the show, tell them to check it out, or maybe 
or just maybe. Send it to a person you who who's a liberal that you just want to drive them crazy. Hate and discontent is one of my favorite things. So please share the hate and discontent all you want. Um, uh, Trump trying to ask my take callers. I'm working on that. I could have done it tonight, but I didn't advertise just because I'm still trying to figure out new computer and getting it wired into the soundboard. So things I'm working on. Hopefully by next week, if you come back, I'll be able to take calls. We'll see. I hope. Ugh. But again, um, if you uh, also if you want to help support the show, you can do it in two ways. You can go to RelentlessDaring.com. Check it out. Yeah. So, you're, uh, go, go to LinusDaring.com, check it out. Uh, at the top of the page, there is a donate button. You click there and you can donate and help fund the show that way through, uh, through PayPal. Uh, you can either do a one-time donation or you can set up a monthly recurring donation, either or. Uh, everything goes into things like I said earlier, I got a new computer courtesy of my wonderful supporters out there. Or you can go to the, uh, sh- go click on shop and you can check out merch uh t-shirts well it's it's mostly t-shirts right now um i did have hats but that uh providers closed down due to coronavirus concerns so yeah right now it's just all t-shirts but you know buy a t-shirt there and uh help support the show again thank you all so much for listening and as always stay relentless Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.